Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies, as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism, and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me, and I can't wait to see you in the show. Welcome, welcome back to another episode on the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you a bit about my money story, my money journey, how I saved $30,000 in 12 months without having my shit together, without having a successful, thriving business. I even quit my business at one point and without getting a full-time job. So if you've been following me for a while, you might have heard this story before. If that's the case, I invite you to stay and listen anyway, because I'm probably going to tell it completely differently since I haven't told it for a little while. Uh, And you might just get different nuggets, different jewels out of it. And if you haven't heard this story before, then it is a pleasure to have you here and a pleasure to share this with you. The reaction that I often get from people when I share this story is like, wow, thank you for being so honest. Thank you for sharing a really raw part of your journey. And you know what? That's just the power of storytelling. The power of sharing your story with others goes a really long way compared to just sharing information. When we can see ourselves in someone else's story and then we can see a possibility for ourselves, that's really empowering. So that's why I'm very passionate about actually sharing this story. And I have made a decision for this podcast episode that I am doing one recording and one recording only for some of my other podcast episodes. I have been re-recording them because I've I've been running into this thing where it's like I can't go back and add context or edit or be or, you know, I'll often re-listen, I think, oh, but I should really add this in there. Otherwise, you know, it's out of context or people won't understand it or, you know, or they might take it the wrong way. And it's like, you can't go back like you can with a text thing and just be like, oh, I'm just going to cut out that bit. Well, you can cut things out, but not always if it's in the flow of what you're saying, or I should add this in. Anyway, what the F ever, I'm going for one take podcast episodes and I am setting the intention for it to serve and for the right things to come out of my mouth that are going to be of the highest service to all beings on this planet. Okay. So I started out my career as an engineer and I was fortunate enough to go out on a six-figure salary. That's what I earned for the first couple of years of working full-time. And then I decided that I wanted to leave that job. Not just that I wanted to, that I had to. Honestly, I felt like my soul was dying in that place doing what I was doing and I just wanted to take some time to work out what I truly wanted and to discover my true path. I had already started to get into personal development. I had already started a raw food business just to try something out and as you might have heard in my origin story, you know, that really awoken 
awoke in me the realization that maybe I could do something I was passionate about. Maybe there is more than just logically using skills you have. Maybe you can follow a passion. Maybe you can start a business. So I wanted to take some time out to explore that. And I had saved uh, just over $40,000, I think, by this point in order to quit my job and be able to just have space and time to explore. Initially, when I'd started saving that money, I actually wanted to go overseas for six months and just travel and see what happened. But as it turned out, I decided instead to go to Byron Bay to continue my sexual healing journey. I will really dive into my sexual healing journey and personal development. And I had my sister and a really good friend of mine living there. So I moved to Byron. Now, I took on the belief at this stage, I'm going to talk about it through this episode, that if I just follow my truth, if I just follow what feels like my path, the universe will have my back and everything will just work out. Now, that obviously didn't happen financially and I'm going to tell you exactly why and why I'm not actually still, I'm not actually really opposed to that attitude, but there's a, there's a second half to that attitude you've got to have, otherwise you might find yourself in some serious trouble. So I wasn't really thinking about money. You know, I had, maybe this was part of the problem. I had just such a comfortable amount that I thought, whatever, you know, I've got time to figure this out. And again, if I just follow my truth, follow my path, it'll all work out. Money will just rain down on me. And so I got to Byron and I actually ended up very quickly getting into an entrepreneurial community and going to some trainings that were all very highly motivational about, you know, sharing your gifts, starting your business, having a heart-centered business, that's your soul work kind of thing. And through that, I actually then signed up for these trainings that had a very significant cost associated and just was going for it. I just felt like, yep, I'm just going to go for it. And I was also doing these other sexuality trainings, really working on my sexuality, trying to figure that out for myself. If you want to learn more about that, you can go back to my podcast episode number two, I think it is, my sexual healing and awakening journey. Um, but I was doing that as well and you know, putting a lot financially into that. I went to New Zealand for a couple of trainings and I was not, I was also not changing my spending habits. So I was having massages. I, you know, I was living in Byron. I actually had pretty high rent. I was buying organic food. I was buying a large almond milk flat white every single day. And you know what I realized about that time as well is that I did not know how to change my spending habits. It was very emotional. I think for me to spend the way that I did and I would I would probably feel anxiety or deprivation if I had tried to control that. Um, so I was basically just going through my money quite fast and I had started to work with clients. I was doing some life coaching and then the more I got into sexuality stuff, I ended up doing sexuality related work with people. But I had nowhere near worked out how to make a consistent nor full-time income from this work that I was starting to do. And for some reason, 
I didn't get a part-time job. I, f- I feel like I thought about it a couple of times. Oh, I know I did because I thought, oh, if I can just actually be financially supporting myself through this time, then I won't be going through my savings. But I know that I actually felt really blocked about it because it was so hard to get work in Byron. Oh, that was the story everywhere. Lots of people wanting to live there, not enough work. And also I felt like I wouldn't be able to get a job just in hospitality or something. Like I didn't belong because I actually had just had this engineering career. And so I I just felt like no one would want me. And you know what? That was just an expression of my core fundamental beliefs of no one wants me. And it was just coming up in this idea of maybe looking for some part-time work. So I didn't supplement, I didn't get extra income during that time. And it just totally snuck up on me because I was doing all these courses. I then decided to do the sexological bodywork training or somatic sexology. And so that's a professional certified training. So that also like a very decent price tag attached to that. And it was that was really the last blow of having spent tens of thousands of dollars on trainings and realizing, oh my God, I... I now actually don't have enough money. I think I was paying it in a couple of installments and I realized that's the rest of my money. Fuck. And it was an absolutely terrifying moment for me because I had never had no money before. As you might know, if you've listened to my origin story, my first episode on the podcast, I was forced to work from when I was able to on my parents' farm. And I did start getting paid for that. And we lived out in the country where there was nowhere to spend money most of the time. Um, So I did always have a few thousand dollars in my bank account. I had always worked for them. Once I started uni, I worked in a pub. So I'd always worked and I'd always had money in my account. So to reach this point where I actually had nothing and I didn't, I felt very powerless to earning money. I felt quite powerless to getting these part-time jobs as I told you about. And I felt powerless to earn the money that I wanted being self-employed. So it was absolutely terrifying. Oh my God, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to get my groceries? And, you know, it was it was a terrifying moment in and of itself, realizing that I was out of savings and I hadn't worked out an income to support myself with yet. But I think, I guess the other thing that was happening in that moment was feeling just so terrified that maybe I had done completely the wrong thing. And it was a total illusion that you could start, that I could start a business and make money from it. And I could live from my heart live my true path, use my my true gifts that I knew that I had by this point. And I felt like, oh my God, maybe that's all a total illusion. And honestly, that's probably what generated even more fear within me. But I, I was also having this um, negative or dysfunctional relationship, disempowered relationship to money. And then this feeling of like, oh my God, maybe all this magical stuff that I've discovered over the past two years about my life, my light, my goodness, my my gifts, my talents, my abilities, maybe that's all just a fucking illusion. That's not real. And I'm not going to be able to have this amazing life I've been trying to manifest through learning about, you know, the laws of the universe and 
and connecting spiritually and, you know, being opened up to this whole other dimension that previously I never was in my life. That was also what was coming crashing down on me and being called into question for me. And I felt physically fucking sick. I swear I almost had a panic attack probably every night for a week. I was crying. I was so burnt out and had probably really terrible adrenal fatigue. I was starting to have really bad health issues with my energy levels and just feeling so emotional. And I was just in this complete fear and stress state, just like total mess and my body just starting to break down because of it. And this was about six months after leaving my job. And, you know, a lot of people, when I say, oh, I went and lived in Byron, which if you don't know, is kind of like this spiritual center in Australia that's on the beach. That's fucking gorgeous. It's just amazing. It's a beautiful place. So many people want to live there. You know, it's this town but it's just booming and it has a really high cost of living because of how many people want to live there. And there's like every personal development or spiritual development modality course program you could ever want to do. Um, And so when I have told people that I, I went to Byron, a very common response that I got, or when I was living there, if I, you know, left and was talking to people about it, lots of people have this response like, oh, you know, oh, that's great. You, you're obviously just chilling at the beach every day. Like pretty, I had a couple of people even, um, imply or make some comment as if I was probably just smoking pot, just, you know, having a good time and enjoying life, which I absolutely wasn't. I didn't smoke any pot (laughs) there and I just wasn't like having a fucking good time at the beach every single day. I, So this whole time, even prior to hitting this point from leaving my job, I felt, I felt like this strong urge that I had to suddenly create success in my business and what I was going for. Otherwise it wouldn't be okay. You know, I just had this identity as an engineer. You know, I could tell anyone I was an engineer and people be like, wow, oh, wow, that's so cool. Wow. You're obviously really smart. And then to have nothing I felt like nothing and I had this egoic drive to complete myself, to be enough, to, you know, be this person that was, I I guess enough is really the core of it and, and, you know, have a worthy identity that I actually did not stop working from the time I got to Byron. I had actually got a website made and started a blog just before I left and moved to Byron. And so it was working on the blog, trying to get videos out, trying to work on a free opt-in series, working on my website, like just all this busy stuff that's not getting client stuff that I now realize that I just didn't at the time. And I would, so I didn't have a job and I would be working like over full time trying to work on like building my website and my business and whatever that I was so burnt out. I felt too stressed to even go to the goddamn beach or to go to some waterfalls on the weekend or to socialize because I was like, oh, I'm building this thing. I've got to do this thing. But it was all really coming from the, well, I was being motivated from a place of trying to complete myself, from my ego, from 
lack essentially, not from financial lack, but just from this inner sense of I'm lacking success and validity. And so I need to do this and I need to create this outcome in order to be valid, right? So it was this, it was definitely really fear driven, although I could, I hadn't, I didn't see that at the time, obviously. And so when I hit this point of realizing I had spent through all of my money and I hadn't worked out a way to fully support myself yet, I was so burnt out already on this six months of trying to create success, not having made the success I thought I should have. In hindsight, it was totally fine. I could have just kept going, doing what I was doing. But in my mind, I was such a failure. It wasn't good enough. And you know, it just triggered even more fear. I was already feeling like a failure and not good enough. And then it was like, oh my God, this is proof that it's never going to work for me. I can never have what I want. I can never have good things. You know, for some reason, I just don't have it. It's obviously some people do. And uh, it just triggered this very negative spiral and experience. But, you know, as, as all things in hindsight, I learned so fucking much from that. And it's obviously brought me to where I am today. So in this moment of this rock bottom, having no savings left, no real income, no fucking idea what I was going to do or like what to do next, you know, because I didn't know, like, should I keep trying with this or this is proof that it's never going to happen for me after six months, right? I know, ridiculous. But in this moment, I realized how fucking important money was, how important money is if you want to live a life that is your truth, that is your purpose, that is bringing forth what feels like it's true to your heart, your gifts, talents, and abilities. Oh my fucking God, you got to get money sorted. You can't do it if you don't have money sorted. And I think I had just maybe taken on a bit of an attitude of like the money will just work itself out. And, you know, there's this attitude of like, you shouldn't be too focused on money because then I don't know, you're being egoic and greedy and selfish and bad and all that kind of thing. But I was like, no, this is a core, core key component. This is like in there with the absolute fundamentals to living a life true to yourself. You know, it's not having a greedy relationship with money or like I need to get fulfillment or success or worthiness from making lots of money or security. Um, but it's just like an actual core fucking component to living your truth. And that just so dawned on me in this really huge way that I was like, this is the number one thing in my life now that I've got to figure out. I've got to fucking figure out money. I've got to, I don't know this. I remember thinking, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make a living off what I love doing. Maybe, maybe not. Who fucking knows at this point, but I just have to work out money. And I also really realized I think through reading Robert Kiyosaki's book, uh, Cashflow Quadrant, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I've actually never read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but I've read about five of his books. Cashflow Quadrant's his second one, and I highly recommend it. It's really good. And it was through reading that book as th- that I realized that this was a total skill set that I just didn't have. Earning my own income, not just accepting a wage or accepting a salary from someone, actually generating my own income, being self-employed or in a business was a completely new skill set that I had never learned and I didn't have. And when I could frame it that way, I was like, okay, 
I need to learn that. I also realized, well, I also need to learn to manage my money when it's unpredictable, uncertain, inconsistent, varies from month to month versus, oh, you know, you don't just do not have to fucking worry because this nice juicy paycheck lands in your account once a month. Totally different skill set, totally different mentality. Just going to pause this episode for a moment to share a review, a wonderful five-star review that this podcast received from Stephanie Jade. Stephanie said, relatable and accessible ways to change money mindset. Alex delivers her message with vulnerability and lightheartedness. Her tips and guidance are relatable and accessible. Her message is really reaffirming and I love listening to this podcast. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for your review and just let everyone know your reviews on the Apple Podcasts app help me so much. So if you have gotten value from any of these podcast episodes that you've listened to, I would love it if you could leave a review. So you head over to the Apple Podcasts app, find the podcast, scroll down to ratings and reviews, and who knows, your review might get uh, featured on one of these episodes. All right. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. And so because I was actually in this rock bottom moment of how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay my groceries? How am I going to keep living and surviving? What do I need to do? It was actually a really good thing in a way because it made me not like not be able to afford really to just do fluffy stuff and not know whether it worked. It was like, I've got to get myself out of this hole. So I need to learn what works and not just what maybe sounds nice or, you know, just doing affirmations and things like that. Like I need to figure out what actually fucking works here. So there was a couple of things that I did. Number one, I started planning and tracking all of my money. And that was when I started to put together for myself, my abundance planner and tracker, which is actually what started my whole business helping people with money. I never made that for other people. I made that for myself in this situation. So I started to make this money planner and tracker that I just happened to call for myself, the my abundance planner and tracker. And it was to plan and track my money and build a, and so be connected to the reality of the situation to know, do I have enough money to cover my bare necessity expenses this month? Yes, I do. Okay. You can stop stressing. You can just relax, just breathe. It's okay. So I put together this planner and tracker to be completely connected to the reality of the situation and grounded in this, the present reality so that I knew what to do. I knew exactly what to do. Okay, no, you need this much more. All right, we've got to make that much more money this month. How am I going to do it? And it just was so empowering to be in that reality and also so empowering to see when I would go into panic around money, I could just open it and see, look, I've got everything covered for this month. I don't need to worry. And then I could just calm myself and relax basically that way. So it was hugely empowering and in more ways than just that, that I'll go to in a second, because obviously it helped me save money as well. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But the other things that I did was look, you know, I was already in this real spiritual personal development world. And so I looked at the money stuff. Okay. See all this stuff about money mindset. What do I need to learn about money mindset? See all this stuff about law of attraction. 
what actually, how does law of attraction actually work? Like, how can I actually harness this? Is it going to make any difference or is it just kind of like this fluffy thing? You know, it really was getting practical, rubber hit the road. I need to see results. I need to like, I need to work out what actually works and what's just the fluff. Because I do think there's a lot of fluff out there and it's not because the core concepts are all totally wrong. It's just, I think sometimes because it's missing some really key fundamental things that without that it is just fluff or it's actually detrimental because it puts you into even more of a fear state or lack of belief about yourself Um, or you're doing all this hard work to try to get a result but because you're missing these seriously key components, you're not getting results so then you feel even worse about yourself and then it reinforces your belief that you can't do it, you can't have it, you're not worthy, whatever your core beliefs are and it's really can be very harmful in fact and detrimental. So that's a whole nother kettle of worms. But what I also did was alongside this very grounded, practical, action-taking reality thing was, okay, what's the money mindset stuff? I started listening to Abraham Hicks. I um, listened to the book, The Science of Getting Rich and Think and Grow Rich and a whole bunch of other ones. And I just tried to learn everything I could, as I said, and what really works. And I'm just going to try things. I'm just going to fucking try things and see what happens. And this taught me a lot. And I've learned so much more since as well. And I've learned so much more about why some of those things didn't work that I did. But this taught me so much about money mindset, which honestly... Like you're focusing on this particular subject matter, but you know, it really translates to anything. But it taught me a lot about money mindset, relationship to money, um, and you know, what how to focus on the right things, what to focus on, law of attraction, that kind of stuff. And then I had my practical system, which was really like bringing everything together. It wasn't like a separate thing, it was like it really brought everything together in a way that was very tangible so that I could affect real change in my life. So the other thing I did with my Abundance Planner and Tracker, when I started setting it up, I started, I was looking at money management systems and the one that I started with that, you know, it's it's morphed and changed from, but was the Six Jars system by Harv, Harv Ecker, Harv T. Ecker, I usually know that name for some reason. It's is it Harv Eker? Yeah, I think it's Harv Eker. And that was a really good kind of fundamental starting point. And then I just completely customized it. And, you know, he doesn't have a planner and tracker, but how you do your allocations. And I changed how I did the allocations. And that was really good. So what I basically did was I started to, you know, I separated out the money that I spent into um, necessity and play. And then I created a bunch of different savings accounts. Now, I already used separate savings accounts. I just decided and figured out to do this for myself in my last year working full-time. And that's actually how I saved 40 grand in that last year of working full-time. I saved pretty much nothing in my first year of working full-time. And then I set up all these different bank accounts and automatic transfers. And that got me that result. So I cannot... Like if you don't already do that, I cannot stress enough how beneficial that is. 
So I set up different savings accounts based on things that I wanted money for. So these were um, values that I wanted to live and also goals, things that I wanted to create and actually have money for. And so then I just fucking worked it. I used my abundance planner and tracker religiously every single day and I tweaked it and I like I tweaked the system and how it was set up and how it would show me things. And, you know, I didn't do things based on percentages. I don't find that to be the best way to do things if you're self-employed and you have an inconsistent income. That's really fucking easy and works really well when you get one amount land in your account once a month. But it's not when what you have coming in really varies. So, you know, and I've really found teaching that, you know, I've had a lot of clients who have actually more so started trying to use barefoot rather than the six jars. I actually don't think I've ever had a client that's tried to use the six jars. Lots of people try to use barefoot investor, which is a slightly different setup and, but also percentages of how much percent of your income you allocate to different things. And so many self-employed people have it not work. It's not worked for them because of the percentages really. So yeah, I don't think percentages actually are the best way to go about it unless you have a regular paycheck, in which case it just becomes a set number anyway. It's because it's the same amount every time. Uh, But I digress. So I set up different savings accounts for what I wanted money for. You know, I didn't know like how the fuck I was going to do this. I didn't know like how I was really going to get savings back in my accounts. It felt really impossible based on where I was. And I felt pretty hopeless about the whole thing, but I worked it. I worked that abundance plan and tracker every single day. And I, you know, I looked at what came in. I looked where I allocated it. I chose where I wanted it to go in terms of my spending, in terms of my savings. Then I had so I don't remember after how long, but $1,000 back in my bank accounts. And I was like, oh, okay, that's something. And then I had $5,000 back in my bank accounts. And I was like, oh man, God, that feels good. That feels a lot better. Oh, wow. And then it was $10,000 and I was like, oh shit, you know, that's all right. And then after 12 months, I actually saved $32,000 if I'm going to be more, um, more specific, more exact. And I was like, holy fucking whoa, what? You know, how the hell did I do that? I never had a goal of trying to save $30,000 exactly. It was, and this, I'll get to this of like the things to take from my journey. I was focused on the end results that I wanted, like the things that it meant to me. So each of those different savings accounts I was focused on what I wanted from the outcome of those savings accounts, not the money itself, not like I want $30,000. I was focused on, I want financial freedom. I want this much for my education. I want this much for this. Um, And then the vision that that money represented, that's what I was focused on. That's what really gave me the power to do this and to not get caught up in my ego in a way that would have sabotaged the whole process. Now, this was this was a saving side of it, right? So it could be easy to think, oh, well, you know, that's all very well if you're earning heaps of money. I was not earning heaps of money. I can tell you that right now. So that's the other thing that I feel is really important to share in this story is like life was not going my way in general 
Um, I was not feeling amazing. I was not on some massive upward swing. So I had been, you know, doing my coaching business, working with clients, doing um, somatic sexology work. Then I reached a point. So I was doing my abundance plan and tracker, you know, trying to work on my money stuff. But I reached a point about three months after that where I hit burnout bad. You know, it had been all the fear. It had been all the money thing. It had been all like way more. So I guess my identity, who am I, worthiness, just causing constant fear and anxiety and tension and reaching this point of just total burnout and feeling like such a failure that I was like, I am just going to not do this. I'm just going to quit it. And I just decided to stop and not know what the fuck I was going to do, but just stop. And I, I think it was around this time that I did get a part-time job um, with a naturopath that was perfect. So I decided, you know what, I just need to get a part-time job to take some of the pressure off myself. And I looked in the paper in the job section. I saw this job as a part-time like assistant, I guess, admin, office manager, office manager for a naturopath. It was so funny how this happened. I totally forgot about this. I just looked at it and I was like, that is my job. That's for me. I just knew somehow. And so I either called them or did whatever, sent in my resume, went in and had an interview. The previous girl that I was meant to be replacing had also been an engineer, all these other things. And I was like, yeah, this is just my job. This is the job I'm meant to be having. And I got the job. So, you know, previously how I had shared, I had so much fear around trying to get a job uh, that I didn't even look for one. And then in this moment, I just knew I need to get a job. And I looked in the paper. I knew this one was for me and I got it. Like it was just completely following my intuition. Uh, And this was really good support for a while. And it just let me just kind of be in my total fucking depression of like, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? There's no, I mean, (laughs) I'm giving you way more than just how I saved (laughs) $30,000 in this episode. But anyway, it was, it was quite, it was one of the really, really challenging dark times in my life of feeling like I've fucked up everything. I've got no opportunities, no prospects. My life is going to be like a terrible failure forever. And, um, uh, but I'm giving you some insight into, yeah, how it was a fucked up (laughs) year that it wasn't like, oh, I just, you know, my business just started going really well and I was making thousands of dollars and so I saved $30,000. No, it wasn't quite like that. Um, and, and as I said, so I completely stopped it for a while. And then I decided to leave Byron um, because I just felt like it was time to move on. And I decided to move to Melbourne, which also was a completely just following my intuition. And I did a pit stop back in South Australia for a month or two, which also was divinely timed. My Nana passed away when I was there. It was just kind of amazing how it all unfolded. And then I went to Melbourne. Um, And then I did start doing um, some of my own work again and blah, blah, blah. Not going to go into the whole thing, but what I'm getting at is it was a messy year. It wasn't like, oh, I've just suddenly now got this awesome paycheck. I'm just suddenly now, you know, making $5,000 a month in my business. It wasn't like that. It was up, down, everywhere. And so this 12 months spanned from 
when I had the, um, you know, the crisis in Byron to, um, to like a few months living into Melbourne, living in Melbourne. So as you can see, I chopped and changed what I did, you know, all this kind of stuff. And what was interesting about it was I did actually kind of harness the laws of the universe through this, some of this process and the way that I was focusing and my mindset and stuff, because I did have some chunks of money just come to me like out of nowhere uh, that I then just put into my savings. But yeah, I did have some like, you know, like you can't plan for that experiences. So that was pretty cool. And it was, it was very cool to reach the point of having saved that much money and realized my power with money. And if I, the power of focusing on it, the power of being able to change unconscious patterns and habits, which I was not able to until I had that hard ass wake up call. That's what got me to change my spending habits and patterns and just, yeah, get focused, get on top of it, learn so much. You know, I was obviously by that point, just obsessed with, not in a bad way, like obsessed with learning about money. And I would end up um, just kind of coaching people I was friends with on it that was struggling with it, you know, just by sharing what I learned and, you know, saying what I thought and my perspective. And uh, and then I had my sister using the Abundance Planner and Tracker. And then I had other people wanting to use it. And she um, was doing freelance photography and working in a yoga studio. And she was like, oh my God, this fucking changed everything for me. This is so good. She would tell all her friends about it. All her friends wanted it. And I just had so much interest in it. And so, you know, it was this thing of like, oh, well, maybe this is something that I can do that will be helpful to people. And isn't just me trying to make money because obviously at the end of the last, like my last coaching business that I was talking about. By the end of that, once I'd hit that financial hard spot, <laughs> would be one way, one thing to call it. Um, then I was in a position where I was like needing to make money. And so it was completely changed my relationship with the thing. And then I felt terrible about it. And I didn't want to sell because my motivation was trying to support myself financially, even though I was offering something to help people. I was really coming from this place of lack and needing to make money to support myself. And then that made me not want to do it or made me feel bad and like it was bad and all this kind of stuff, which is very common for people. If you have trouble selling, you like look at your, have a critical look at your motivation, not to say what you're doing is um, not heart-based, but you got to look at what's motivating you because that can really throw you off, you know, if you're feeling this desperation for income. Anyway, side note. Um, so yeah, so, so I'd felt, you know, like I just had such a bad relationship with it all by the end of that. And then when there's people having a lot of interest in my money planner and tracker, it was just this very authentic thing of, oh, well, I didn't create this to try to make money. I created this for myself. It seems like it could serve a lot of people. How about I just put this up for sale? And so I did, it took me a little while, but I did it. And that's what started my journey, helping people with money. And since, you know, that that's the reason I have this like really low ticket product is not because I created it because I thought people might like it or I could make money from it. It's literally, I had created it for myself. 
experienced such huge financial transformation through using it literally every fucking day. And I have had just all my clients that use it tell me what a game changer it's been for them. Like everyone that did my Wealthworthy Journey course has just had phenomenal results. Like saving 20 grand in six months when you'd be living off a credit card for the past four years and not being able to get out of credit card debt. So having $20,000 in your savings account when previously you only ever used to have three. Um, I just was on a call with a client um, yesterday. What day is it? No, two days ago. And she told me, yeah, I've been using Abundance Planner Tracker and I've now saved 42K using it. You know, like it's such a simple tool that helps you change your mindset, that help connects you to the reality of the situation, connects you to your true end results. So the things you really want, not being driven by ego and lack, not being driven by, you know, trying to save $30,000, but being driven by what you actually want the money for. I'm going to do an episode very soon on negative vision because that's what fucks you. Um, so having this true vision, the action and follow through. So this is me actually starting to summarize how I did it. What were the really key important points? The core things that were the things um, is yes, true vision. So being focused on what you truly want to create, not on trying to complete yourself, trying to get money because you feel insecure, trying to get money because you feel lack action and follow through. Ah, this is okay. This is, well, I mean, true vision is also just as important, but action and follow through. Oh my fucking God. If I could just brand on everyone listening to this action and follow through. So this is what went wrong when I initially was all like, oh, trust the universe. The universe got my back. I'll just do my thing and money will rain on me. Yes. Follow your path. Um, but the universe can't have your back if you ignore something or if you don't address something. Like you have got to be real about the different components involved, such as money, and facing the reality of where you are compared to where you want to be. You can't just focus on where you want to be and think that where you are is just going to. I don't know, just all work out if you're not actually also grounded in where you are and thus, and thus taking action to bridge that gap to where you want to go. Now that doesn't mean you have to have it all planned and know how it's all going to work out and, you know, get it all mapped, but it means you have to be aware and continuously taking action. And a lot of that action is going to be really fucking uncomfortable and not just shy away from it. So you can spend time like <laughs> getting off, imagining your vision, but totally ignoring your current reality doesn't work. It will fuck you over every time. You can't ignore your current reality. You've got to have a um, a grasp on where you want to be, where you are now and take action and follow through on, okay, I don't know how to get there, but what's my next step? What's the next thing I need to do? And that's what I was not doing. I was not grounded in my current reality and making sure that I was just taking those next steps in tuning into my intuition. Okay. What's my next step? 
what's my next step here? Okay. Well, okay. I haven't learned how to actually sell to people. So maybe intuitively my next step is that I get a part-time job while I learn that skill. You know, whatever the, whatever it is, like taking action and follow through. And I guess, well, I guess part of that is being grounded in where you are right now as well in relationship to your vision. The other thing that I think was really powerful was surrender. It's not to say don't be attached. It's just to say surrender to the unknown, surrender to not knowing and therefore not trying to work it all out and getting in your beliefs and letting yourself receive those intuitive ideas, those intuitive hits um, and being open to the full potential of possibility in front of you because you're not stuck in obsessively trying to work it out because you're probably trying to make up for some ego feeling of lack. So having a level of surrender, my level of surrender was like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I can ever make money doing what I'd really love to do. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to save, but this is what I want. And I'm just going to focus on the steps, on the next step, on taking daily action, on doing my money tracking, on you know, sorting out, okay, if I got enough coming in for this month, okay, I do, here's where I want to allocate my extra money. So having that level of surrender, I think is a really powerful component as well. So they're my main core things that I think were really powerful about how I did that. I hope this episode has been valuable to you, has served you. I would love to hear what your biggest takeaway is from it. So if you want to pause this episode, take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, tag me at alexh.co and just share what's your biggest takeaway. What's the thing that landed for you from this story? I would love to hear it. And also, if you want to get on top of your money stuff, you really feel like, yep, this is an area I want to master. I cannot recommend enough getting my abundance planner and tracker. You will fucking make that money back like before even the first month of using it. It's ridiculous. Like this thing has the power to really change your life if you use it. So I highly recommend if you want to get better with money, get my abundance planner and tracker. You can find it over on my website, alexisharvey.com. It'll be in the header bar or you can go to go.alexisharvey.com forward slash APT. I'm also going to put the link in the episode notes here, the episode description, so you can click on the link directly. But yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely go get that. I cannot recommend it enough. I've had people, so I've had people that thought they had no extra money to spare, save $900 in three months. Literally, like um, a single mom who thought I'm living off the absolute necessity, necessity basics, realized that she had all this extra money. I I could just keep telling you stories about people like that, but I'm not going to. Well, you can read some of the stories over on the page there. So yeah, head head over and check that out if you want to grab that. Otherwise, I would love to hear your biggest takeaway on Instagram stories and I will see you in the next episode. Lots of love. 